On this episode of What's Up With Ward, we talk to Terry Duran. He's a certified relationship coach, author with books on Amazon and Audible. He's a podcaster and influencer. He actually breaks down dating from the male point of view. And ladies, he's telling all the secrets about things you guys do to us innocent men. You're going to enjoy this one right here on What's Up With Ward. You're now listening to What's Up Award. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everybody has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. And for a long time, the regular listeners out there like Cindy Johnson, salute. salute. Again, my name is Wardy Ward, and the man next to me with the plan is known as Trey All Day in the building. What's up, bro? What's going on, Wardy Ward? Man, it's crazy out here. It's like people are literally getting away with murder. Well, you know, as to say up in Wisconsin, Oshkosh Bagosh, I wouldn't touch that with an AR-15, my friend. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, check this little fact out, bro. Did All you right. know one out of six couples who have seen divisive issues on social media have actually thought about getting a divorce and dating couples have actually considered seeing other people while in a relationship, just seeing a lot of different things on social media, right? Hmm. So sometimes it comes down to he said or she thinks. In fact... We did a few, uh, a show a few episodes back, and one listener told me that she said she thought I was scorned by women, and I'm Kevin Samuels Jr. because I felt that women are stronger than men emotionally. Mm, that's a strong statement, my friend. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, I asked a certified relationship coach to help us out, and this brother's an author, a podcaster, an influencer, and someone very capable of breaking down issues from a male perspective. Love that third party. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please, everybody, welcome Mr. Terry Duran to the show. Yay, yay. What's going on, fellas? I appreciate you having me. Oh, right. yeah. Definitely glad to have you. So, so, Terry, let's jump into it. Give us your elevator speech. Tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Terry Duran. I'm a husband, father. Um, I've written a couple of books. Uh, and I've become an influencer in the relationship dating problem space. Um, I take a different approach than most of the people that I see in that area. Uh, and I have a different background. I was a, a, a hoe for a really long time. <laughs> mm. uh, and I've been married a long time. Uh, I've been married almost 18 years. And so I can kind of explain the differences uh, between the two and the things that will make a man successful and mm. the things that create conflict with a quality husband material type of man. Okay. Uh, okay. So as far as what I do, I, I have a podcast where I bring on other relationship experts and people in the space where we have I try to try to, you know, facilitate, you know, real discussions about the, the issues and, and concerns that quality men deal with in regards to, to relationships with the goal that if women can learn to identify husband material men, learn how they think and operate, then that should help them navigate the dating scene a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. okay, that's what's up. Well, how many followers do you have on Instagram? A little over 200,000. Man, wow. this dude—he okay. dropped—he dropped knowledge out there for free ninety nine. <laughs> but uh, tell me this before we get started: you said you wrote a couple books. Uh, t- can you tell me about the books? What, what are okay. the uh, titles? Well, well, my first book was a, it's a novel called Game Recognized Game, 
uh, where it, it shows a first person perspective on a playboy bachelor type of lifestyle uh, and how that can create chaos or conflict in the workplace. Um, and so it actually, the book actually highlights a lot of the things I talk about on my page now. Uh, well, that first book and the, the conversation around it, uh, it led to discussions with women where they would ask me all kind of questions. Why men do this and why men do that? Uh, and so that kind of put me in a space where I'm explaining things from a male perspective to crowds of women. Um, and so once I got kind of popular on Instagram, I felt like I needed a book to kind of legitimize myself. Right. Uh, and so I, I wrote a, my first relationship book. It's called It's Not That Complicated, How Real Men Feel About Sex, Love, and Relationships. Uh, and it basically it just breaks down topic by topic how men feel about a couple of key arenas. Um, and I think, you know, I explain things a lot better than the average guy. Cause mm-hmm. I think partially because I'm a former teacher. Okay. Uh, so okay. I think that you know, works well when I'm explaining these complex issues and I have more experience than the average guy as well. So I think that kind of makes me unique in the sense that I can explain things in a way where men will respect it and and attest that it's accurate and the women that actually want to learn and want to listen, they can benefit from it as well. Okay. Hmm. Well, well, Terry, let me ask a quick question. So did you use yourself as that true litmus test to, to, to get validation on, on, on on feedback from other individuals or did you bring in other individuals as part of your your analysis to to, to formulate your your ideas well i speak with so many men and women about relationships Mm -hmm. i didn't use any one person i Mm kind of used it as uh the overall experiences of men that have had success with women uh and i just broke down how we you know in general feel about particular topics cheating commitment etc so explaining our thought process and our methodology on how we select the woman that we actually want to be with or consider as wife material, um, just to, to provide some context, because I think there's so much misinformation that gets put out. Mm-hmm. A man will know in 30 days if you want to marry you or not. You know, like, <laughs> it's actually 32. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's a bunch of that type of stuff out that, that people ask me questions about and ask me if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to be able to provide something that I can reference. Like, hey, this is, you know, a book that I'll put out to help women understand men. And then, you know, I was feeling, I, I see so many women just struggling massively with dating. Oh my God! Uh, yes. So I created a dating and compatibility guide. Uh, so really, yeah, and I'm, it's a, it's available on my website for a dollar fifty cents. So hmm. I wanted to eliminate the excuse, right? <laughs> so, so basically, the dating guide it, t- it talks to explains what the dating process should be like, what what kind of conversations you should be having, the type of responses you should be getting. Um, it has a dating calendar in it so you can actually chart your dating experiences with someone and it has an evaluation worksheet where you can actually score give a you know a great card on the person's responsibility communicate you know so like the stuff that actually matters so it can help women turn their feelings about a guy into data and Mm. they can can make some better dating decisions that way Mm. and it's only a dollar fifty cents it downloads directly to your phone so no woman that's really serious about improving our dating situation can come to me with excuses. So technically, she could pull out that flow chart 
that 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 checklist on the date and see exactly how it's going to end up to. No, if you need to walk away and stay. Hold on one second. Let me go to the bathroom and pull this out real quick. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you, it's, it's stuff you have to... Uh, it's not stuff you can just tell with one conversation. It's things that you assess based off your evaluations of how they handle different certain situations and circumstances. So whether they're reliable, whether they are, you know, some you can, they're trustworthy, things like that. You can't just tell off of one conversation. You have to see that do their actions align with what they told you or what they say. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think sometimes women have to uh, uh, figure out, do I go by what he say or what he does? So which one should they choose? not a one type thing you know if if a person's being authentic or being genuine they'll both align you know if, if the dude told you he's running two businesses and he got this going on and you're gonna come to his house and see packages and a, a label maker and stuff that validates what he told you mm-hmm. if that's not taking place then you've been deceived yeah yeah i think that does happen because i know some and I had to be real careful when I'm asking these questions because, like I said, I've been told that I'm Kevin Samuels because I ask questions. But how it, it just seems like sometimes a woman can have a, a two master's degree and end up getting played by a dude with a third grade education. <clears throat> with, with your litmus test kind of help avoid some of those situations? Okay, well, we, hold on. Before, before we get that answer, let me put the disclaimer out there real quick. <laughs> On behalf of the What's Up With Board show, we are not saying that individuals, female or otherwise, with the master's degree can be played out by June Bug on the Right. back to you, Ward. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that, Trey. <laughs> Go ahead, Terry. Well, I don't, to be honest, I don't think there's anything that will ever prevent that. Mm. Because what I've observed is women make the most important decisions of their life based off feelings and stuff that can't be proven or verified. Mm. So the way that a woman chooses who she's going to end up letting hit it raw being spending her time and with and all that is usually made by how what he told her feel, made her feel and unfortunately the F boys and the bums they know exactly what to say and do to generate those type of feelings and that perception <clears throat> so women are always going to be deceived by guys a good looking dude that know exactly what to tell them and know how to blow her back out um Accidental pregnancies influence a lot of women's decision making. So all those type of things just put the bums and, and the other guys in a, in a position where they're always going to be successful. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what I hope to do is teach women how men that are husband material, men that are ambitious, the type of men that they actually want to be with, think and operate so that they can identify them. And when they're dealing with another guy, they'll be able to recognize what's not them. You know what I mean? Like, so that's my philosophy on on kind of my, my brand of dating. I tell them about the things that have been proven to create problems with those type of men so that the women that are smart can decrease their, their you know, how often it happens or completely eliminate it. Uh, I provide clarity on a lot of the misconceptions and assumptions that women come up with that are the, the foundation of their dating philosophies in a lot of cases. Um, so their their dating philosophies are based off inaccurate, false stuff, and these myths that have been passed passed down to them from other clueless women. So a lot of women are just hustling backwards because what they think about men and, and what they their their approach to dating is outdated and inaccurate for the type of men that they want to be with. Mm. Well, 
No, Taylor, let me ask you this question then. You know, more often than not, you would think that some individuals learn, you know, past practice is a good indicator of future performance. Mm -hmm. You start thinking about those red flag questions and that gut check intuition that comes into play as well. Now, have you found that individuals, maybe they're, they're, their compass is off in that instance and they need to get recentered. I mean, at some point, individuals do have some some baseline to make a good decision. Hey, is this person going to work out or not? You know? Uh, and I, well, let me, to be honest, I've, mm -hmm. I've come to realize that I'm not really the right person to ask that. Okay. Uh, because my dating experience is so un unrealistic. Like I'm, I married my college crush. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I hit a home run <laughs> in my first adult relationship. Yeah. So I don't have no heartbreak story. I don't know. I don't have no bad dating experiences to really compare it to. Um, but I would say that the, the people that I've seen that are the most successful don't make dating decisions based off of a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. They make their decisions based off of long periods of time based off observable behaviors and, mm -hmm. and attitudes that they've been able to evaluate you and assess how you're thinking, your decision-making, your, you know, compassion to others, your ability to handle a disagreement or disappointment. Like all that type of stuff really matters because ultimately if you're going to be building, raising kids and maintaining a household with somebody, then the day-to-day -day decisions, problems, and issues are actually what you have to be good at. Mm -hmm. So not just taking a woman on a fancy date or telling her what she want to hear to, to to get her to agree with you or go along with you. Sometimes that's telling a woman no or telling her you can't afford something or telling her something that's going to have to wait. And sometimes you have to be the bad guy. Like that's the part of being a husband or a father that I got a, a lot of guys don't really pay attention to. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. That you had mentioned, you said you were an admitted ex-hoe. And <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But it seems like they say, well, if you were a drug addict, that you're always an addict. How does one make that change into becoming this, uh, as Kevin Samuel say, a high value man? How, how do you make that, that transition and do it? Because many times people relapse, right? Well, I'll say that in order to be, to me, the, the value of a man is not based on whether or not he's monogamous or faithful to one woman. To me, that's something that can't be proven or verified. So using that as a major criteria for evaluating a man, I think is part of the problem. Um, hmm. So I don't use that criteria. What, 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 the way that I evaluate a man is how does he handle his business in regards to, is he able to take care of himself and his children if he has them? And then in, in a sense of a relationship, what type of man is he? Is he the type of man that you, you have to be fearful of? Is he the type of dude that's going to be disrespecting you? Is he the type of dude that makes emotional decisions? like, it, Or is he the type of guy that most people that know him would view as husband and father material? Hmm. Somebody that, you know, I, there's kind of a, a eyeball test that I have on whether a dude is husband material or not. Like, let's say, for example, we're talking about a guy and we say, man, he got such and such pregnant. Is the facial expression gonna be like, damn, man, this <laughs> messed up? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or is it? Go or you gonna be nodding your head like, okay, that baby's in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's gonna be a good <laughs> like you can almost instantly see a person's perception of a guy when marriage or children is brought up with his name. Mm -hmm. um, and so, same thing. If you find out, yeah, such and such got engaged, are they like, oh man? 
man, I wish you would have made a better decision. Yeah. Or is it is it the type of guy that you know is going to have his household together? Mm-hmm. Um, those type of guys are always going to be successful with women, um, especially the ones that get it out the mud and come from nothing, you know, put themselves through college, become career-oriented men, start living six-figure lifestyles. Those men are always going to be able to attract women by being authentic. Because he can just talk about what he do, what he drive, where he live, what he wear, and he don't have to cap or flex or nothing. Back to what what he really is. Mm-hmm. So that's but, that's he, why I was able to be a, a hoe to, to per se. And okay. So the way to get out of that though is you have to consciously think about your your decisions, and you have to be in a situation where you feel it's not worth losing. Mm. But so, then, how does that realign again to the idea about you know where someone is looking at past practice and 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 seeing how those trend lines come together for for those interactions, not just with individuals either at work or in social settings, but also in, in the family, you know, their their immediate family. You start looking at the whole picture. You know, do you find that those are instances where an individual can get a, a better snapshot of exactly what's going on to? to get a better perspective on this individual without the, those rules colored glasses? Yeah, you, you definitely want to see those type of things. That's what the holidays is for. That's what that's what going to get together is for. That's what meeting their friends is all about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you want to meet them, but you want to see the dynamics. You want to see how things happen. If people fall out, what they fall out over? They had an issue. How did it get resolved? What was your input or perspective on the situation? It don't, it don't have to be you directly. Mm-hmm. It could be her sister's beefing, and you could hear her perspective on it, and you'd be like, "Damn, that's that's hypocritical." You know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. identify a, a, a person that has problematic logic or decision making just by how they observe another situation. Mm-hmm. So you there's un you you could screenshot somebody a meme or something from my page and, and have a discussion about it to see whether or not you're actually compatible with the woman's mindset mindset or mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like, um, again, I'm being careful what I say. Um, it seems, I, okay, I'll do it like this. I heard women uh, say that they can't always be pleased by a guy because the guy can have everything and they still can be unhappy. I saw a meme the other day where Jeff Bezos was at an event with his new girlfriend and she was looking at Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio like she hmm. was ready to risk it all. So it what? is there is i'm wondering what what can you do to make this woman feel secure or is monogamy just not for everybody well that's that's a real loaded question i i don't think monogamy is for everybody um and i don't i, I don't really think it's natural especially for men mm. uh, that's why it's so difficult to do yeah you know, like you don't have to be taught to do something that's natural that's true. To sort of desire multiple women and figure out how to get multiple chicks to like you, that's something guys innately try to figure out and accomplish on their own. Um, as far as making women happy, I think you just have to have a woman that has a realistic perspective on things. Like, nobody's going to ever make you 100% happy. You know, mm-hmm. that? like, that's not a realistic perspective. Yeah. Uh, and so dating for somebody like Jeff Bezos like when you're known as the richest dude in the world like <laughs> chicks is after you because of what because you Jeff Bezos you know what I'm right. like, so, <laughs> so it, it becomes increasingly difficult for men like that to find women that actually like him for them mm. so 
if he's married to a chick that's with him because he's one of the richest people on earth, then she's going to obviously be jacked out by meeting one of the most famous dudes on earth that's a movie star and a hunk. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so mm. it is what it is. You, you, you know, depending, you can't be shocked by based off the, the lifestyle that they live. Yeah. It's, well, it's, well, not, it's almost like you don't want to date because even like uh, the young LaMelo Ball, he's getting popular. So his daddy told him he's not going to find a wife right now. Uh, so, mm. like, I mean, uh, He's probably not gonna find a, a, a Claire Huxtable type of wife. Yeah, yeah. His, you're right. his, you're... his whole existence is gonna be he's gonna be surrounded by thoughts trying to get knocked up by an NBA player. Yeah. Mm. And all every party he go to, all his homies' girlfriends then got their body done, and their friends then got <laughs> their body done, and all this type of stuff. So how's he, he? It ain't like he's in college, you know what I'm saying? Like where he he got some chick that he met his junior year that he. He established a long-term relationship with. He's Lamelo Ball, and he been he he's the guy got. I mean, it's the gift and the curse. The dude was driving a Lamborghini to high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So so your brother just got drafted number two to the Lakers. You pulling up in a Lamb in high school? Who, who what is that dude really ready to settle down? Of course not. Yeah, you know we, you know what we we don't know all the whole story. We, there may be a you know a, a secret love and basketball episode related to, <laughs> to him as well too. I don't know. I you know, know he may have someone way back in the day that he had a little beef with a little girl. Now now they know each other differently and young adults. You know that can be quiet as kept. You know, Trey, I seen him when he was younger. <laughs> he ain't had no girlfriend. Man, his, his star status is so. I mean, he, he's, he's so family oriented. So he, he has a good two parent household to look at. Yep. He has mm-hmm. he's seen his brothers, you know, drama and dealing with, you know, yep. NBA mm-hmm. stardom and all that. And mm-hmm. his skill, his his game speak for itself. So I think he, if he is smart and he ends up getting with a, a quality, you know, woman. It's gonna. It's, it's just gonna be difficult though, because even the women that you would think are like quality wife material, like a, a Holly Berry or Chloe Bailey or whatever, she's turning into a thought. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, even true. the even the quality chicks, they want to show they butt. They want to show this and that type of stuff on Instagram. So hmm. it's gonna be hard for him to get a, get out of that. Well, you know, just kind of looking at his parents as an example. Let's you know, you think about what his mom has gone through and how his dad is stuck with her all the way through that, you know, that's, that's a living testimony to, to, to ball. And just kind of thinking about, Hey, you know what is he, he may be attracted to someone that's more like his mom because of, you know, her stability and their situation, everything they went through, they've been through that fire with the health issues and stuff like that. So, you know, I, there may be more to it than that. He, he may say, nah, I, I, I game recognizes game as you, as you've already said, he, I think he may be able to get above that. I don't know about that. that one, man. I, I, I'm just so, saying, looking at look, so. look where he came from. I'm just saying, you know, look, look at the um, family situation. We'll see, man. I, I, I just. He's in Charlotte, so good thing he ain't in LA or something. <laughs> right, but, he, he, he's but, safer there. I agree. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like he's the most popular dude in town. Yeah, I, I think that so, 21 with with money is different than when I was 21. It's just I don't think I think I did okay at 21, and I know he's doing really well. So I just don't know how he can do it. But I mean, but if you was already rich, it don't really change that much. You know what I'm saying? Like. He was already rich. His, yep. his dad had already established millions. You know what I'm saying? Like his brother, number 
two pick million. So he's been a millionaire for a minute. Mm -hmm. So he don't have the new, he don't, he ain't old money, but he ain't new money either. Like he been living in a California million dollar crib with a pool and a basketball court and all that type of stuff for a minute. So he's used to that lifestyle. He's used to being popular and all that. So I'm optimistic, but just knowing what I know about dudes that age in the social media world, man, it's hard to resist some of the chicks that's yeah. in his DMs. Yep. What, what would you tell him if you if he asked you for advice on dating? What would you tell him? Uh, I would tell him that he's in a position that he could find a quality woman on any college campus that uh that could be be offset everything that he got on. So I would tell him to to if you're gonna be trying to date seriously, get a chick that's a dancer at a HBCU. You know, they <laughs> got a degree in something that that's already ambitious because it took a lot for her to get in that position. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so, get get a chick that's that's used to grinding and, and did something for herself, and don't just come play Prince Charming to some thought. Mm-hmm. Well, you would think those the circles that they run in, you you may. He may find someone who's got that similar grind like him, like you said, that's going to willing to to work for what they have, even though they may be established with something. So, and you start thinking about that relationship piece. If it's, if there's a if they're looking for the same thing, you know, do they have the same goals? You know, like is is marriage the end game for for both these individuals, or are they looking for mm-hmm. long term relationships, or or is it something a little different like Will and Jada? I don't know. Oh man, you know, I'm, <laughs> <That's> I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a whole nother topic, man. Uh, uh, Lemon Pepper Lou got a, a, a different situation too. He got two girlfriends. Both of his, he's in a relationship with both of his baby mamas. <laughs> oh, wow. like, like, it's a committed relationship, though. Like, okay. It's a, like they raising the kids as a family and all nine. Wow. Um, but they just, they just not. You know, polygamy is illegal in the United States, so he, they not married, but they're, they're basically kind of living as in that type of a fashion. So yeah, I mean that type of situation may he can afford it, and it may be more conducive to to long term success because I think the model of you be with a guy he's just monogamous to you forever, and that's very unlikely, you know. What I mean? And it's very it's, it's you can't prove it or verify it anyway. You know, one one BJ from a chick in a in a hotel room or a car. If you ain't got it on tape or nobody saw it happening, then it never happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't happen. Somebody knows it happened. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. women tend to, I, I can't say that. I've heard people <laughs> hold on to stuff. See, I'm hurt now. But women, I mean, people hold on to stuff. Like Monica Walensky, she kept the dress. And yeah, yeah, yeah. different things. So you just got to be careful. So. Okay, let me throw out another disclaimer. On behalf yes, of please. the Monster Show, we do, we do condone appropriate behavior okay <laughs> dry cleaning as well okay now back okay. to you so you have brought up will smith i just finished his book the other day and he, he okay. put it all out there it was a great I'm, li- I'm listening to i'm on like chapter four i think yeah it starts it starts out i thought kind of slow but man he he told the truth i was always wondering why he was a beta male and that jada it seemed like jada was uh wearing the pants and the family which is nothing wrong with if, if that works but do you think that a situation where uh, toxic women is something that men are drawn to because of the excitement? I, again, I've never dated a toxic chick. 
Okay. Uh, so I I can identify them a mile away. So I can't really speak to what it. Uh, I just think that people, when people are with somebody toxic, they allow their attraction to them in other areas to ignore the obvious problems. You know, some other things that are going to create obvious conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, like like you said, hearing him explain, like him being a coward and yes, all this type of stuff. It's it's kind of I'm listening to the audio book. Yeah, me too. Here, you know, hearing him explain it and his laughter and it's really I can't believe he was this open you know man wide open Uh, so kudos for that if you haven't got the book I I would definitely check it out the audio book is is banging for the book I I mean because I'm reading it with hit different but uh, like you said now it's it's providing clarity on their relationship you're right Um, his I haven't got to the part where he addressed Tupac or whatever but I can just imagine like Jada is is a sex symbol and a phenomenon when they meet. He's the superstar celebrity that's really a nerd and oddball underneath. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he then got the pretty girl and like, it's just really interesting to see him explaining it because you, it's really shocking. Yes. Um, Mm. Somebody that's been as successful with women as he has, but it's something that I, I often talk about. Like there's a difference between a guy that's successful with women because he's popular or famous and rich, than a guy that is successful with women because he studies women and pays attention to women and knows what to say and do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that his story or him explaining his situation really highlights that. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Ch- chapter thirteen. That- <laughs> I gotta ask. Chapter, this oh! <laughs> chapter thirteen. Go ahead. Okay, I, I may have to get cut up on this book, but let me ask you, you both have been reading and listening to this, so do you think these two individuals, Will and Jada, as an example, are they, do they love each other? Are they in love with each other? Or are they just, hey, we're in this situation and everyone's watching, so we're just going to keep doing what we got to do to get through this? I think they are. I think they're just both secure enough in their relationship and their position in, in their family or whatever. Mm. that they, they're not as sensitive as the average person would be. Like, that, because the reality is your, your partner having sex with somebody else or doing something, it don't ruin your relationship. Like, that's why people can cheat and not get caught and everything be all good. Mm-hmm. Forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so, if they ain't get no STD, if they ain't humiliate, you know what I'm saying, or get humiliated or put on blast, it didn't happen for, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I think that they... They, their willingness to allow one another to be themselves without um, kind of restricting. I, I always thought they was weird. They parenting was crazy and all mm-hmm. this type of stuff because it, it comes out in the media. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm hearing him explain his philosophies on family and why he did what he did and why, mm-hmm. like, why he takes his approach to dating. Like, now I'm like, oh man, now it makes sense. Mm, you know, right. Like, so, Mm. And it's somebody that, that's universally respected. Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm more of the traditionalist when it comes to relationships. And I also believe that if you say, you, you can make your mouth say anything. And if you say it long enough, you'll probably believe it. So I, I, I kind of wonder, you know, <laughs> I kind of wonder how that works out for them. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you keep saying it. I love them, and and we have this this relationship. He has a little different, but it works for us. You keep saying that for 10, 15 years, and you know, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just see it a little differently, I guess. Yeah, I, I think for this is Ward. I think for me, listen to the book. 
like I said, chapter 13 just blew me away. But Man, I you don't... got me run up. See, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I only listen to it while I'm driving. Yeah. You got me ready to hear Man, you, you, you got to listen to the show, man. Hold man. on. Let me, go, let me check this out. Man, I got through it two days. I, I couldn't stop. But mm-hmm. as far as me thinking they're in love, I can't say I think they're in love because I think Jada's a strong woman. And I think Will is a pleaser. And based off of his background and what he went through, right. he wanted somebody on his team to to like what he did because he, he he worked so hard to be uh, successful at his career. And Jada's more low key, want to stay in the back. And to me, a guy really wants a woman who's interested in what he does and shows shows that hey, let me help you, let's roll with that. And everything he does, she just like really, that's for you. That works for me. And after a while, I think I'd give up trying to please her. That's why he even told her, "You do you, and I'm gonna do me." So I'll say, I don't know if it's love there, but. They still together. I'll say that, but they in California, so we know what that uh, the divorce money looking like. I'm gonna say that too. Mm, yeah, that's serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's my oh my next question is: Is it wrong for a woman to ask a guy to marry her? I mean, it's not wrong for somebody to ask anything. You are <laughs> anybody telling somebody asks you a question, you got the right to. Yeah. Is is it taboo or not? Uh, I, I think it's a little odd. I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't know how other guys would handle that. That, that just seems like, you know, one of the, the one tradition, you know what I'm saying, that I, I, I do feel strongly about. But I, I honestly, when I see it, you know, people always send me videos. I think it just makes the woman look awkward. Like we already know women are desperate to be married or whatnot. And that he said that I didn't say that. That was not war. That's kind of a. It's just like the the ultimate. Like like you just went and jumped off the diving board. You're so desperate. So yes, it's a little. It's shocking to see to me. Mm-hmm. I guess well, I say I, that because you know sometimes women are dating dude six seven years he having thirteen different babies with other women and then y'all still with him I'm like well are y'all really a couple because y'all not married so y'all are y'all really one so I was like why don't you just ask him to marry you then if, if he don't then leave <laughs> See, it's but that might be a logical perspective so I'm, I'm gonna take that out mm. um yeah. go ahead Terry I was just gonna say like. Like if I if we was at your get to ex at one of my partners' house, we watching a fight, and then his his girl do a surprise engagement and get on on me. <laughs> like I'm not gonna be like excited. <laughs> I hope they don't catch my facial expression on on the video. Like, right? You're like what the? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good so, point. So I wouldn't try to like I'm not gonna try to shade y'all, but I'm. Y'all ain't gonna catch me shaking my head or something. <laughs> All right, yeah, like yeah, right. clapping and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess the question is, how many carrots is that ring that she giving him? Right. Can you just imagine your partner holding his hand up for you to look at his ring? Oh, you know? oh she went to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Now, what if she uh, gave him some uh, NBA Finals tickets with a proposal? See, that's a whole different situation right there. Now his boy's clapping, that slow clap, like, hey, that, you got a real a manipi- one. That's a manipulation tactic. When you when you got to provide gifts for something that, that's significant, that's manipulation. Now, yeah. does that go both ways? Now, when he's proposing down the road as well? Why would a guy have to come with a gift to propose to a chick? A ring is a gift. You don't need no ring to get married. Women want them uh, designer rings, everything. I'm like, here, 
He's do a bread type. Another disclaimer. I just want to ask that question before we go any further. No, I think we good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to be safe. I'm, I'm trying to be safe. I'm gonna let Terry have all these. So, uh, Terry, uh, recently the baby was in the news for trying to kick his girl out the house. Uh, how do you feel about that? What was your thoughts on that? Oh man, that, this is a, a deep one, man. We talked about this on my podcast at length. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see, I can see uh, why people are have a such a negative reaction to him going live and exposing it. But I can also see it from his perspective, where if you're a guy and you got a chick standing at your crib or at your crib, and you ask her to leave, and she say no, like what else can you really do? Like, like you can't force her out because then you go into jail. You can't right. threaten her. You can't grab a pistol. You can't. You can't do none of the stuff you would do if a dude told you that. Right. Um, and, and so, him calling the police and having somebody, you know, providing receipts that he's not abusing or he didn't do nothing wrong, I think was smart. You know, if you're somebody, somebody in his position. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the situation itself, baby, talk about how he's smashing thoughts on every verse. I'm grabbing her checks where I beat it from you know what I'm saying? Like so <laughs> yeah. for a chick to to and he's a newly dude that's finally rich and famous. Yeah. So for a chick to get with a dude that got multiple baby mamas and talk about his lifestyle already, like you you not shocked or surprised that he wanted he wanna leave here so he can go sleep with such and such. Duh. That's what his next verse is gonna be about. You know what I'm saying? Like so I don't really have a sympathetic uh perspective on it because this is a result of her decision making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and it's not like she's broke. Like you got millions of followers, you got resources to be able to have somewhere to stay. Yes. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate they had to after all the troubles he'd been through, he's back in the news again. But and and she should know he was a street dude too, so she knew what he was getting into. I guess, you know, kind of goes back well, to I will the- I will say though, he do take care of his kids. So yeah. well, one thing you can't say is he's a bad dad. Now, how he treat his exes or ex flings or whatever, you know, whatever you want, baby mamas. Um, from what I hear, he bought them houses, bought them cars, et cetera. So, yeah. yeah. So is that a payoff? I'm That's just asking. It's, it's, it's some gifts again. It's, it's more than what you have to do for a woman. So you got to look at it from a positive standpoint, no matter what. Anybody that buy you a buy you a crib that don't have to do it, man, you can feel however they want about the breakup, but they still did you a solid. Especially if they providing financially for their kids and doing everything they're supposed to do. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the best you can expect from that type of dude, I would think. Yeah, ho- hopefully he put that in her name then, because uh, you know sometimes if he's smart, if he's smart, he'll just put set up a trust in his child's name. And get, give her permission to live in the house that the trust purchased. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Do um, something like that, and he he's great. Yeah. Dude, here here's my transition question to that. Sometimes uh, love is not enough. What are some things people should talk about before they say, "Okay, let's move on to the next day." Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean well. The dating phase kind of on its own, and I talk about this in my dating guide, right? So you go from you strangers, you meet, y'all like each other. Mm-hmm. Now y'all have some type of communication or engagement. And then once y'all start to hang out and like each other enough, <laughs> y'all decide whether or not y'all want to become a boyfriend and girlfriend. So 
that's the step where I think a person starts to need to start evaluating whether a person is marriage material or not. Because being a, a, a boyfriend and girlfriend is very different than just kicking it with somebody or just dating. So that's kind of your try run to see what's their hygiene like, what's, what they how they keep their crib, how, how they can they cook, how they, what their kitchen look like, like all that type of stuff that actually matters for your over you know long term mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff you should be figuring out why why y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. Because if things ain't right or y'all not on the same page at that level, then it should never get to we being engaged. You know? Right. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's the way that I think it should be approached. Um, mm. a, a lot of the philosophies and stuff that I hear on social media don't represent how to establish and maintain a healthy relationship to me. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry, there's been times that we we've said on, on on this podcast that you know every relationship comes with a little bit of false advertising. So you know, someone could be paycheck rich and whining and dining, and, and they see that week on week in week out, and they they say the same. This person really got their stuff together. Look look how they're doing all these <laughs> things here, and mm-hmm. and you know that 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 facade just built up so well that you know maybe. To the untrained eye, person may not be able to even see these things. So, how how, do, how does a person get through all the 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 stuff to get to the substance? Then is that something that's discussed in, in your in your uh, your literature as well in your books? Uh, well, it talks about how the um, the beginning phase to, mm-hmm. to go from being strangers to decide whether you should be dating somebody seriously or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you figure that stuff out over time. You got to have conversations about it. You got to have conversations about different stuff. You got to have what if discussions. You got you got to in order to be with somebody that you can spend your life with. You have to be able to talk about anything. Right. And mm-hmm. the type of people that you can have a healthy relationship have to be the type of person that is ambitious. They have to already mm-hmm. have work ethic. They have to be open to evolving and growing as a person. Um, and so that's where you need to find somebody that's like-minded. Like, right. Like, for example, just the conversation we just having. What books you reading? What mm-hmm. what what are you consuming? Mm-hmm. Like, you could be somebody that be like, you read books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, and it's stuff like that. will let you know, like, man, we ain't on the same page. You ain't got right. no mm-hmm. growth. You ain't got no vision. You ain't got mm-hmm. no. You ain't doing nothing to better yourself. And so some guys ain't smart enough to pay attention to stuff like that. They'll date her anyway. They'll mm-hmm. go raw anyway. Yeah. Um, dudes like me won't. I'll turn them into a, we just head buddies. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can I ask a quick follow-up question? Now, let me ask you this. And so let's say that someone is, is doing all that, that, that investigating before they invest and they're digging a little deeper. They, they like this. Would you condone of an individual doing like a, those relationship background checks on individuals to find out is this really the person that that that's you mean like in front of me a, right a, now like a, a private investigator or something if it goes to that level but you know you also have those 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 sites that you can type in a person's name and kind of get some basic information on them you pay addition of 20 bucks you get more information on them. no public data are you, you a lot you about can, this trey dang you, Hypothetically, <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me let me let me also say I am happily married today. Okay. So, <laughs> go ahead, <laughs> man. I I had I've had a post about this recently, a couple of months back, and I felt it was a major violation of privacy until I, I started reading the comments and the the experiences other people have had. You know, like like I said, 
I hit a home run on my first at bat with grown up relationships. So I have never had to date somebody and find out they not who they said they was, or mm-hmm. date somebody that got a criminal that just got out the pen, and or you know steal identities. Like it's some serious stuff that go on. Um, so I now my thoughts on it, I'm I'm a more understanding of it. Uh, I feel some type of way if I was dating a chick and she was she came back like I saw you know like like. I don't know how you can hide the fact that you have all this additional information. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, like, cause if I know everything about you, it's, I don't know, to me, that's gonna be making it like, like you avoiding bringing it up or mm. you trying to act surprised when they show you like that. I, I, I can't relate to it, man, but I can understand why somebody, why some people would do it. I don't know. Like, I, like, I, like, I, I would say, like, <laughs> like check the uh, the sex offender list. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, check something that's, that's like that. Like, don't pull up their credit report and they, like, to to me, that stuff, like, is, is doing too much. But hmm. finding out whether they're a criminal or they actually who they say they are, I, I feel like I, I think about that that we see all the time on social media. They're never gonna know. How will they know? <laughs> They're never gonna know. How will they know? They're gonna know. I don't well, know. But think... that could that could come back and ruin things though. Oh, yeah, like, if they find out after the fact, like man, that, that to me that would like like, like say I'm dating a chick for four or five months, and then I find out in two months you you hire somebody to research me. I'm gonna think you've been fraudulent with me the whole time. You know what I'm saying? That's a tough one. That's a dichotomy. Because you you said on one of your posts, Terry, that it kind of reminded me of that movie, How to Be a Player. You said when women come over your house, they're going to go through your stuff. They're going to snoop through this and and all that. I said, yeah, that's true. So I I remember that movie, How to Be a Player. It's just like that. A woman should not get to the point where she's in your apartment alone without thorough vetting and months and months and months of dating. But you expect it, though. Of course, yeah, of course I do. You know what I'm saying? Like she's gonna look at least in the, the little bit of stuff. You know, uh, they, they gotta open know. the medicine cabinet. They gonna open up there. They gonna open the medicine cabinet. They gonna they gonna look at little stuff. That's that's normal. I, I would think. Penicillin. What's he taking that for? <laughs> I've never done that. I've never I've never thought that when I was dating. To, to go through somebody's stuff. You, I, you a dude. <laughs> You're that, right. I'm, I'm women, thinking like a guy. That's part of the protocol for women. <laughs> okay. Pushing <laughs> his nightstand, count his condoms, count, dude, like they doing all that type of stuff. Okay. So so back in school, when they separate the boys in sixth grade and girls on the go over there, you go, they teach them that. Go through his stuff when y'all start dating. It's protocol. Mm. So, okay. Um, uh, how do you know if a relationship is worth staying in? And it, it is wise to go to marriage counseling. Like I know you like Judge Tola and I like her. And she has that before your vows thing. Um, the, well, when I get asked this question, I, I say you have to evaluate uh, what the person brings to that to the relationship, um, how they treat you, their level of respect towards you, the, the effort that they put towards making the relationship work. Uh, how compatible are you? Uh, or, you know, and those are things that I talk about in a dating guide. You have to figure out whether you're actually compatible or not. So if you are compatible and the person treats you with respect, they put effort into making things work, then those, and there's effective communication. If those things are in place, 
then you have the ingredients to be able to find a compromise or a resolution that'll work for both people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as both people are always thinking it's us versus the problem and not a me versus you type of scenario. Yeah, I like that. You have the you have the ability to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I, I remind me of a situation I dated this girl in college. I really liked her. I was attracted to her, but I knew it wasn't going to work. And when she told me, she said, I wanted to know too much because I was like, yeah, I want to be best friends. And I thought we could talk about everything. But she told me, it's certain things I talk to my girlfriends about and it's certain things I can't talk to you about, but we'll still have a great relationship. So... Hmm. Do you think that's a situation where a guy's yeah. trying to know too much or is it I mean unrealistic? It's unrealistic to think you're gonna talk to your spouse about everything. Like that's a very, very broad term. You got stuff you talk to your homies about you ain't gonna discuss with your girl. That's mm-hmm. that's normal. That's why you they your homie. Like you same thing with your brother. You got stuff you'll talk about with your brother that you won't talk about with your sister. Like it's, it's no different to compartmentalize people like that. So I don't think that was a red flag. I think that's normal. Okay. Like, like uh, if you met a dude that him and his girlfriend, just, we, we share email, we share Instagram, we discuss everything. Like to me, that's a, a weirdo, you know? Uh, <laughs> okay. So is that a first date don't where you have it? Hey, what are you wearing so we can match? <laughs> oh no, definitely not matching. Definitely not matching. <laughs> yeah, you, so, want, you want your swag to match or your vibe to match right but yeah um, have you noticed that uh, women will stay in a long term relationship and find out that they've been dating a guy but he has been dating them yeah um, a lot of guys kind of hide in the gray area of once you start kicking it with a chick and having sex a lot of women just automatically assume that y'all together or you're not sleeping with other women Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of guys will they'll, they'll be possessive over a woman that they dating or who you talking to you you know like it, they do it as a joke at first oh, I called you who you was with you know what I'm saying it's little insecure stuff like that um, to make to, to give the impression that I'm gonna be mad if you did dating somebody else so yeah women women fall for that all the time yeah. where they end up being faithful to a single dude well, if I can't have her, nobody can. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Will Smith has said something, too, going back to that book, about a man has an idea of what his family should look like rather than let his family be the family that they actually are. And I thought that was pretty deep. Pretty deep. Uh, well, I ain't got to that part yet. But okay. I, I, okay. Um, I don't know. I only got one kid. So I, don't, I, I really... Um, I don't I don't know how much my expectations of what my I think she's kind of living up to what I thought you know what I mean based on her mom her mm-hmm. mom's a cheerleader she's a cheerleader you know and she's in a suburban life you know what I mean like so uh, I would imagine it, it, it can be different because his kids didn't they I think the general public especially the black public thought they were weirdos yes you know? yeah um, yeah but then when you think about it, how difficult it has to be to grow up being them. Man. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Yep. Yep. I agree. I think that's true. Like um, you, I think we got to give them a, a curve because of all the fame and being the put on the pedestal. They was the pedestal black family way before the Obamas. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, so yep. You're that's right. a lot of pressure to live up to. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, we're at the part of the show. 
before we wrap it up, we play this little game called Getting to Know You. Well, we're going to ask you just a few questions to get your thoughts on these, okay? Did All you right. want to go? You want to go first, Terry? Or you want me to hit him with a couple? Go ahead, and I'll go after you. All right, Terry. What is your favorite movie of all times? Boomerang. Boomerang. Okay. All right. You taught me a whole lot about dating and women and how to make myself marketable. Okay. All right. Okay. What about this? Would you rather live in cold weather or hot weather? Hot weather. I live in Houston, Texas. There oh. you go. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Question: Is it hard for women to answer a yes or no question? Yes. And why? <laughs> and why? <laughs> uh, well, because I think women kind of change their answers to, to to situations based off how they feel or the person asking the question. Uh, and so when you tie them down to a yes or no question, they'll try to. But what about you know? With this, you need to think. You know, like they kind of want to expand it to have wiggle room to to, to topple back and forth. Good point. Okay. Mm. How how about this one? Let, let me let me pivot real quick. Do you prefer Friday evenings or Sunday mornings? Sunday mornings. Mm. Why? What's what's special about it? Well, football's gonna be coming on in a couple of hours. Uh, my wife and daughter are usually still asleep, so <laughs> I, so that's kind of my a long time to do my my own chores and my own situation. So. Uh, Friday nights, I'm usually tired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my question is: Is Jello Ball overrated? I, I mean, he, I don't think so. He's overrated. He's barely making a lead. Uh, I think he's done enough to earn a shot in a lead. You know what I'm saying? Like if you can light it up in G League, you can score a couple points in a regular game. Mm-hmm. And if you if you constantly playing with your two brothers that are NBA players. And you better than the, the worst person on the bench on somebody's team. That's right. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think he's he's proven enough, and the Ball family legacy got enough to show show that he at least deserves a shot. Same way with Seth Curry, you know what I'm saying? Like Seth is making a name for himself outside of his brother. Yep, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. If you had a secret superpower that no one knew about, what would it be and why? Reading people's minds. Uh-oh. Uh, just because I think that's the most valuable skill you can have. If you can, uh-huh. if you can know what people are thinking without them being aware of it, I can learn what that pin number is. I can learn what that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so uh, I can, I can be the world's best criminal with that power. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> what's the best advice you've ever received? Uh, a, a mentor of mine told me to download the audio book called Disrupt You uh, by, by Jay Samet. Disrupt uh, You? Disrupt You, Y-O-U. Okay. Uh, hmm. And it's a book that just talks about how you can transform your mindset. And Man, it's, you will love it. Like oh, it yeah. breaks down, you know, the mentalities behind, you know, corporations and the, their fundamental ideas. And so just that, that's, that, that's what the best advice I can think of. Oh wow! Okay. What's the fa- what's your what's your favorite food item that you love that other people like look at you sideways and like uh no that's that's not, that's not good. My favorite food that other people don't like. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I was gonna say I like anything with sour cream. So a lot of people think this. My wife thinks sour cream is gross and all that. So Mexican food, nachos, anything that I can use sour cream on, it's mm-hmm. something I like. Okay. 
Okay. My final question is, what are your thoughts on women uh, saying things like a man, he's too short, he'll die alone, or he's not my type, or this and that. And if a guy says something about a woman, it has a different uh, meaning. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's just another example of the type of hypocrisy I expose on my platform. Mm. Um, a lot of women, you know, they constantly talk about their preferences or who they will and won't date, but they take issue whenever a man does the same. So, man, yeah. those are the type of things that men experience dealing with women, whether it's cousins, friends, you know, just anytime you discuss these type of topics. And mm. so, I'm one of the guys that try to highlight it and point it out. And true to form, in my comment section, you'll see the exact same stuff that we're talking about. I have one last question. What's what's one piece of advice that you want to share with, with guys right now that, hey, if you do this, this will make things so much easier for you? Uh, as, far as, as far as relationships? Yeah, as far as relationships. Uh, man, there ain't no, no one, because I was going to say, man, being a hoe, you you don't realize how much you learn about women. Uh, but I'd say that for guys, um, women think with their emotions. So you have to learn to be able to communicate and break, and, and break things down in a way as if you're kind of teaching it to a child where you have to build the understanding or explain the concept that you're trying to discuss in layers. So if you can learn to do that, talk to or break down issues or conversations in, in kind of blocks, um, I think you'll have more success or get better understanding from women. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, okay. We're at the end of this show. So before we end, Terry, please tell us uh, where our listeners can find your information at again. Uh, you can find my content at terryderon.com. Uh, on social media you can find me at Terry Duran. I'm on Instagram and on TikTok now uh, I also have a YouTube channel um, I have a podcast called the Hope to Husband Podcast mm-hmm. uh, you, you can check us out anywhere your podcasts are available it's a video podcast so you can actually watch it um, and those, that's primarily where you can find me I have a Terry Duran app that'll be coming soon where I'll be funneling everybody to get download my app and that's how you'll be able to reach me going forward Okay, and, and your and, and your books again? The title of your books? Uh, I have Game Recognized Game. I have a book called It's Not That Complicated. I just released another book. Um, oh man, I, I just I just had a, a brain for it. They're on Amazon, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are available on Amazon. Uh, man, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, That's all right, yeah. man. Yeah, okay. man, it's got so many links and all this stuff going on. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let me go ahead and do my final closing uh, thoughts on this for y'all right quick. <clears throat> In closing, I'll say this. Being a man is a wonderful thing, especially if you're the king you claim to be you are in your relationship. But it's important to know that true leaders don't have to ask others, especially his woman, to follow him because they're going places that most women want to go. But if a man believes himself to be too perfect, he may never improve. Men, get to know your God, understand your role, and love your woman the right way. On behalf of What's Up The Ward Show, I'm Woody Ward. He's Trey, and thank you, Mr. Terry, and peace. Peace, fellas. Appreciate it.